Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here on the phone. I've got Heather Shoemaker. How you doing, Heather? Good. I can't hear you at all. You can't hear me at all. Is this better? Sort of. Is this better? That's better. Okay, that's too Right, when bad. you started the show, your voice disappeared, so uh, maybe you want to try that again. How about that? Is that better? That's even better. Okay, there. Now I can get things adjusted. Uh, listeners, it's going to be a little bit uppy and downy on the uh, sound there for you for a minute, but now if Heather can hear and we've got the thing equalized for our listeners, life should be good. Uh, so we're going to talk about slides this episode, huh, Heather? Yeah, going up and down the slides. I think that's a delightful topic, and I never tire of talking about it. Where should we jump in? Well, do you know that I have a book called It's Okay to Go Up the Slides? You know, I've read that <laughs> book once or twice and, uh, and, and recommended it to, uh, to room, rooms full of people. I was in Minnesota not too long ago and recommended it to about 1,600 people in, uh, in a presentation. So I, I, I take the book, Lee, uh, Heather. Um, uh, so, so it's pretty funny because when I was writing the book, I realized after I turned in the manuscript that I didn't have anywhere a part that talked about actually why kids go up the slide. (laughs) And so I thought, oh, that's pretty funny. I have a book titled this, and nowhere do I even mention it. I had topics about risk and, you know, safety and independence and why kids do all sorts of things. And so I said to my editor, hey, do you think we should add in a paragraph or two about (laughs) kids going up the slide? So it's in there now. Well, that's page good. nine. That's, that's good. To work it in right up front if you're going to use it in the title. I guess I thought in some ways it was so obvious that we didn't even need to get into it. But of course, it's not obvious. I think anybody over the age of 12, they sort of forget why you need to go up a slide. And so why do you need to go up the slide? Well, again, if you're if you're under age 12 or maybe under age 20, um, it's just a natural part of encountering a piece of play equipment is you do whatever you do with it and you, you push the boundaries a little bit and you come up with some imaginative game and you you try it this way and you try it that way and you engage with other kids in, in, in uh, you know, interacting with the play equipment too. And it's just how life is. Um, until fretting adults impose rules and say the steps are for going up and the slide is for going down. Have I told you about my slide experience with grandbaby Rowan and a homeless guy with a walker? I have not heard that one. Oh well, I don't think I don't think I've told this story before. Actually, a uh, couple uh, beginning of this uh, this last summer, we were down in Omaha, Nebraska, and if you if you ever are there, Heather, in downtown Omaha, they've got this kind of public uh, space along. A little, I don't know if it's a river or a creek, but it's a waterway that's kind of going through town. And they've got a couple long, probably two-story uh, slides 
built into the side of kind of a hill in 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 this park and and they're delightful uh lisa murphy and i have have uh played on them a number of times and uh and and they're just they're just delightful especially in january when it's 10 degrees outside but on this particular day grandbaby and i are there and we're playing on the slide and we're going up the slide and we're trying to go down the slide standing up and doing doing the things you do on slides and this obviously homeless guy comes over and he's got a walker and just moving really slow and gets to the top of the slide and sets the walker aside and slides down and down he goes with this big whoop as uh, as he as he goes down the slide and and Rowan's eyes bug out of her head and he gets to the bottom and 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 and, and says uh, could could you bring me the walker <laughs> And so we we haul the walker down to him, and up he goes, and he he goes down the slide uh, with us probably three or four times before uh, before we go our separate ways. Um, I don't know what that's got to do with this, but I think maybe it's just the fact that everybody in enjoys slides, and I'm I'm guessing this guy was fifty five, sixty five years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody brings their own play to whatever it is, and in this case, the slide and. Um, good thing you were able to bring the walker over. Yeah, well, I, I would. I was expecting you to say, and then he climbed up it. <laughs> That's a different story. Well, I was hoping, but that uh, yeah, that would have been a better story, but uh, it wouldn't have been the real one. Um, so the the problem I hear with going up the slide from many probably good intentioned adults is that going the slides aren't meant for going up. That's not the right way to use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's um, a, a view in many people's mind that there is a right way to play with every toy. And, you know, sometimes th- this comes to me, too. If there's a board game and one of my kids takes the pieces away from the board game and turns it into a completely different game, I think, ah, no, we're going to lose them. That's not how it's supposed to be played. You know, that, that a little jolt of anxiety comes in. And then you think, no, you know, these are pieces that can be turned into something else. And if I'm concerned about them getting lost, I just need to express that and say, we can't play the board game if these pieces get lost. Will you make sure you bring them back to the game when you're done? Rather than, ah! Yeah. But we do that with all sorts of things. And actually, in some schools, they have a right way of how to use a certain object. Um, you know, Some Montessori schools are quite strict about how objects are to be used uh-huh. and that you have to master it in a certain way, not master it in the way that you, the child, might bring to it. So it's a, it's a prevalent idea. It pops up in, in various spots. Um, and that, I think, contributes to why adults get nervous when kids climb up a slide. But there's a lot of other reasons why adults get nervous. Such as? Um, well, one of them is somebody will get hurt. <laughs> and that's always a pretty constant among adult worries, and sometimes it's legitimate. Uh-huh. I think that as we're talking about slide topic, we do need to just say, look, common sense always rules the day. So if there's a particular slide in your neighborhood that just is too steep or too something, um, you know, use your common sense, or the child that you have with you is not the sort that can handle that sort of thing today after missing a nap, you know, yeah. use your common sense. But Still, we often overrate how dangerous something is. And, um, and kids, in order to learn how to be safe, need to take safety into their own hands sometimes. And climbing a slide is a great, healthy, um, developmental way to do that, which is, here's a challenge. 
I see a mountain. I know it's a slippery one. I'm going to see if I can go up it. Can I go up it in these crocs? Or do they not work? Do I do better in bare feet? Uh-huh. Um, oh, it's too hot today. You know, they're learning so many things, but they're they're always testing the limits. It's a challenge. Can this new version of my body go up the slide? I couldn't do it a month ago. Can I do it now? How high can I get? And, and in fact, the slide is probably one of the safer places to to practice that kind of climbing because uh, when things go wrong, ninety five percent of the time, what happens is they just slide down the slide. Yeah, exactly. It's almost a built-in landing pad. Yeah. So, you know, the, there are occasionally broken arms and different things from from slides and other playground equipment, but that's a hazard of, of being alive, not a particular danger of climbing up a slide. And also, of course, while, we're, while we think we may be worried about the kid climbing and her safety, we're, we're quite worried about the kids at the top of the slide mm-hmm. um, and the adults watching and judging us. So it's 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 a multifaceted uh, social yeah. <laughs> experiment, I suppose. Yeah, and for me, that that social side of it is is one of the reasons I'm such a big fan of going up the slide. Is is that there's this there's this point of potential conflict, and the kids got to figure it out, and yeah. and and they are generally really really good at this. Now there are some kids that don't have. A lot of experience figuring stuff out and negotiating, and sometimes an adult needs to to be present or step in in those situations. But most kids, most of the time, can figure out how to how to make this work. Yeah, um, I, I think we often, as adults, not just when it comes to slides, but in many cases, try to step in and prevent conflict before it even happens. Just prevent the possibility of conflict. And that, of course, deprives our kids of the fundamental skills and, and practice sessions that they need to, to learn social skills and to learn conflict management skills and to solve their problems and get on with the business of play. So that's, that's essential learning, and that's really um, essential learning of early childhood. So when we oh my gosh, there's going to be a conflict here, and we swoop in to save the day before the child even realizes there's going to be a conflict. That's really doing a disservice to these kids and and not equipping them with the skills they truly need as they go forward in life. When it comes, I totally agree. Uh, When it comes to embracing going up the slide or or any other practice you might first have that eek response to that i don't know if i can do this kind of response what what advice do we have for people that are that are in a place where they're maybe ready to take a a baby steps towards allowing or or getting comfortable with this kind of new thing. I'm imagining somebody somebody who is uh, already a bit of a renegade listening to this podcast and then wanting to share it with with a coworker or a parent in their program or or some other peer. Um, what what kind of advice would we have for those people who are kind of ready to take that baby step towards allowing this kind of thing? Yeah, well, there's lots of different levels, and what's interesting is that that people who tend, adults who tend to be, you go up the steps and down the slide sort of um, viewpoint, there's a lot of evolution in that. Just like um, the way if you hang around young children enough and you get comfortable with their needs and their lives enough and you keep up with child development, 
you begin to change your views on some things. And I've seen a lot of people who started out that way and then started taking steps and have now become um, strong advocates for climbing mm-hmm. up slides and realizing all its benefits. So we have to recognize that we're all in a point of time and that our views might change on this, especially the more we're with these kids. I think if people are ready for that baby step that you mentioned, it might be um, good just to work with the kids themselves at first. In other words, if you have your own daycare or you have your, your own kids or whatever children you're looking after in your own space, start with a slide there before you try it out on a public playground because the public playground, um, for those who are just experimenting with this new viewpoint, can have so many social pressures from other adults that it can be intimidating. So start somewhere where you're comfortable, where you are in charge with maybe a slide that you have um, in the backyard or in your space that's just a slightly smaller than some of the super tall ones and see what happens and, and put it in the kids' hands and say, you know what, um, it's okay if you go up or down. Let's, let's see what happens. Try there. And then once you're comfortable with the benefits, then you can move on to a more public space. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, the controlled environment. It's like if, if you're learning how to parallel park, it's a good idea maybe to try in an a, in a empty uh, high school parking lot over the weekend between a couple uh, orange cones instead of uh, rush hour in, in a major downtown area or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Some people might still be needing yeah, to learn yeah. to parallel park. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Also, when when you're feeling um, ready to to shift to this, what, put your your hat on of watching for all the positive behaviors because it's amazing what kids will do, how they how their play changes and how they interact with each other when they have more freedom of of going climbing up the slide and know that adults won't stop them. I mean, some slides, you know those ones that aren't so curved, but they're more like a flat sheet, mm-hmm. a flat rectangle? Yeah. Um, and those ones seem to just beg for having lava monsters at the bottom of them <laughs> or some sort of poison acid ocean or just something that you don't want to step in. Uh-huh. So you have to climb up the slide, and then maybe you're going to fall back down, but then you have to climb back up. And some of the people, some of the kids become sea monsters, and, you know, a whole game will develop. With, with slides when the creative, imaginative type play, when you're allowed to interact with the slide however, however it comes to you. And as you're always saying, Jeff, the, the play is within the child, not the toy, and that includes slides. The, the slide is not a certain thing of how to play with it. The, the, the play comes from the child, and a lot of times the more imaginative play comes out when they're trying to escape from something and climb up the yeah, yeah. I grew up with a a former school playground slide in my backyard. It was, it was uh, huge, probably twelve, fourteen foot high. And I think the reason it got kicked off the uh, the actual school playground is because it had had it originally had wooden steps and it was missing a couple step brackets. And so you had to kind of kind of call up, there'd be a step, and then you'd have to step on the bracket on the other side and then go up. And, and my dad always intended on uh, getting another bracket welded on in those places, but that never happened, uh, you know, for 20 years. Um, and that slide for us, it was base when we were playing tag, and sometimes it was a submarine, and sometimes it was house if we were playing some version of, of house, and sometimes it was a covered wagon. And, 
And when we, when we expect that slides are walk up the steps in, in an orderly fashion and go down in an orderly fashion, we're, we're creating monotony. We're asking for monotony and boredom. And when we're able to, to free up the slide for all the other potential it has in children's play, we really not only expand their play, we expand their, their learning and, and, and the honing of developmental physical skills. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of physical skills in going up the slide. There's a lot of spatial awareness and balance and testing out strengths and limits. Um, it's and friction and and understanding which shoes work and which mm-hmm. ones don't. You know, um, it's there's a lot of learning, but I think the social learning is really the most important with the slides, the the creative play and the conflict um, management of these sorts of issues because if you are at a public playground, which is where most of these going up the slide issues come out, uh-huh. there will invariably be at least one other kid who is expecting to come down the slide and probably a few parents hovering <laughs> behind her. So you need to be prepared to um, deal with both the adults and the children. And the, and the adults need different um, words, I think, than the kids, but everybody needs respect. So the adults, often you can just say something just to calm everybody down, such as, it's okay with me if it's okay with you, or it's okay with me if they go up the slide, or it seems like they're doing fine, seems like they're having fun, or let's wait a minute and see what happens, you know, that kind of thing. If you don't, even if you don't know the adult standing near you, you can sense the tension in their shoulders and the way their eyes are <laughs> darting around and judging you. And by saying something out loud like this, it, it, you can probably see the tension relax. They won't always agree with you, but I, often there's this relaxation that happens. I, my experience has been uh, different in saying some of those exact same things. Maybe it's my tone. Um, when I say them, maybe I've got to try to take on the, 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 the nice Heather tone a little bit more than my, uh, snarky Jeff tone. I don't know, but I, 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 I almost get in fights with other, with grandmas on the playground sometimes because I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, back off. I know Heather Shoemaker and I read her book. Um, and then, and I hand them, then I hand them the Amazon link and tell them to, to, to piss off. Um, no, I don't do that, but it, it almost yeah, you feels... you got to watch your language when you're talking to the grandmother. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. No, I think part of that is that a lot of mothers, um, even in their own homes, get a bit nervous with, with dad play and how maybe risky and rough it could be. Uh-huh. So that, you may be getting some of that pushback, too, is that, oh, that's a dad. He won't really look out for their safety, Yeah, which is not, of course, how every uh, woman at a playground thinks. No. Um, and it may not be how you're coming off, but I still think there it, there can be that element to it of, oh, my gosh, there's a man thinking it's okay, so we better be hypervigilant. It can almost have a, a You know what? I, that, that's, pro- that's the way it felt. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But, no, having those conversations, being able to say, and, and, and I mean, throw some ling- throwing some lingo at them, too, and talking about the social skills and the physical skills and, and, and maybe suggesting that they remember back 20 or 30 or 40 or 60 years when they were young and 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 what and and asking them whether or not they ever went up the slide and enjoyed right. it and lived to tell tell about it when they were kids. Right. 
And, you know, often I will go more directly to the children rather than to the adults because uh-huh. you don't actually know their reactions. I tend to get pretty good reactions. But um, when I talk to the kids directly, then you you say it loudly enough so that the parents can overhear what you're saying uh-huh. instead of this broadcasting, sportscasting technique. Um, and you can say to the, the child you brought to the playground or to either of them and say, oh, you know, I see there's a child at the top of the slide. Looks like she's waiting to come down. Sometimes just making that observation, mm-hmm. the kids will, you know, notice each other because sometimes they don't yeah. have that environmental awareness uh-huh. <laughs> of who they're about to walk into. So sometimes just making that observation, the kids will then notice and react, and one might step aside, one might wait for the other, maybe not, but often they will. Um, or saying something as, some kids want to, I see some kids want to come down and some kids want to go up. Um, what, what would happen if it happened at the same time? And of course the kids aren't dumb, they know there'd be a crash, and most of them don't like getting hurt. So they might come up with solutions. I've seen kids come up with all kinds of solutions. Um, usually they, they do the simple, wait, wait your turn, you go up and I go down, and that sort of thing. Um, in, in the school for young children where, where I was a preschooler, some of the kids have masking tape and they put arrows themselves on which slide is for going up and which slide is for coming down. Uh-huh. So they kind of demarcate it themselves. The teachers don't because they know that they recognize that some children want to play with the equipment differently than they do. Yeah. And when they figure out the thing that you can put your feet to the outside and they let the person go under your legs, if you're, if you're, ta- that doesn't work if you're like, it, it doesn't work real high, good for two and a half year olds. The legs aren't quite long enough. But when you get up to be three or four, four or five, um, you, they go under your leg like it's a tunnel or you put bo- both feet to one side and they slide to the side. I mean, kids have been figuring out this stuff for as long as there've been slides. And, and I, I, I don't have, I don't have historical documents, but I'm guessing uh, within three days after the first slide being put up on a playground kids were going up it I, oh, I, mean, I would think so. wouldn't you i mean wouldn't you guess i mean that's just kind of the way we humans are yeah and also kids who have an opportunity to go up slides don't have to go up every slide all the time so um what i would do when the playground was very crowded or something just say oh my gosh look how many kids there are at the playground today it looks like today really the slide is for going down mm-hmm. because there were so many doing that and it was just overly crowded because usually it's a lot faster to go down the slide. So the upgoing kids take a longer time. Yeah. Um, or this slide is too high. I'm not comfortable with you going up this one, but try that blue one over there. That uh-huh. one's a good one for going up. So, you know, a kid who's able to climb up a slide doesn't have, can accept the fact that not every slide and every moment is a time to go up. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's, it's like, hey, we can we can go back next Thursday at noon when everybody else is in school and uh, give it a try then that kind of thing. And you you schedule the, I mean it's it's a simple thing to do to to find the the safer time. Yeah. The more, the more I know families that um, allow their kids to go up the slide only when they're the only family at the playground. You mm-hmm. know, when the place is deserted and they have it to themselves. But then as soon as somebody shows up, that that rule changes. 
And I can understand that one. It's a simple and clear one. But at the same time, it can make you, oh, God, another kid's coming. <laughs> it make you feel antagonistic towards that. And also it, it eliminates the, the great conflict learning that you yeah. go on and the great way of making new friends and absorbing the other child who might be at the top of the slide into your imaginative games. Yeah. So there's some benefit to that, but I think it's more benefit to the adult than to the child. Yeah, yeah. One, one, we're running a little bit long. We'll wrap this up in a minute. One last thing I want to throw out there is if, if you're looking at the whole baby-stepping thing, one thing I really challenge you to do is, is do an honest benefit-risk assessment of going up the slide or whatever the thing is you're baby-stepping along with. Um, what, are the, what are the real benefits of this? And what we've talked about with the slide is the social stuff and the physical stuff and, and the cognitive stuff. There's lots of benefits there. And then look at the real risks. Um, most of these slides are, are very well regulated on the kind of fall areas they have below them and that kind of stuff. So even if somebody does fall, they're falling onto a resilient surface, this kind of thing. And so, so if you do that for yourself, if you're, if you're kind of iffy about whether you should allow this, um, it, it, it kind of helps clarify some things for you a lot of the time. Yep, and I think those of us who um, view a slide as something you can climb up, it's a mindset shift and it, it helps in many aspects of life to question how things are done. So give it a try. Come yeah. up the slide. Yeah. Hey, somebody uh, emailed me the other day a picture of a, a slide that was a uh, uh, cheese grater at the bottom and uh, I, I wouldn't even go down that one, let alone climb up it, um, although I think it might have been photoshopped. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That might not have been a real one. That's the anti-climbing up the slide uh, department in action. (laughs) Hey, this has been Renegade Rules. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. And where's the stop button? Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.